Well, good morning to you on this fine Wednesday morning. My name is Adam Wood and I am one of the ministry trainees here at the church. In our devotional this morning, we will be pondering the question, what is God doing in our lives? But first, I wonder if you are a fan of the Ladybird book series. Um, when I was departing for university, I received the Ladybird book on students. It was full of page-sized pictures of student life with amusing one-liners as the caption. Whilst preparing this devotional, uh, something I've pondered is what the Ladybird book on how to start your own version of Christianity would say. I suspect page one would be a picture of a man holding the Bible upside down and the caption saying, Bobby expertly twists scripture to say what he wants it to say. Our passage today is Romans chapter 8, verses 28 to 30. And verse 28 opens, And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. Now, if we stop there, squint a bit, apply some mental gymnastics, we can arrive at the conclusion that God's plan is to make everything work together in my life for good, which means a giant mansion and a long, happy marriage are lined up for me just around the corner. That might sound ridiculous. There's no way we'd say that. Now, perhaps that's true. But in our nice, comfy city of Bath, I think the dangers of middle-class Christianity, uh, the assumption that because I know God, he's working to make my life above average, is ever-present and ever-dangerous. No, I won't get a mansion, but at least I'll have a decent house with a stable family life. In our passage this morning, we get a reminder of what God is actually doing in our lives. We're going to see that it is good and worth delighting in, and it's infinitely more satisfying than middle-class Christianity. With that, let me read the passage. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. In verse 28, God is clearly at work in the lives of Christians doing something. And Paul has determined that the working results in good. So the key question is, what is this good? The self-centred and self-loving part of me instinctively assumes that the good is things going well in my life. But thankfully, Paul provides the answer in the next verse. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. If you are a Christian this morning, this is what God is doing in your life. He is making you more and more like Jesus. This is a good thing, but why is it a good thing? It's good because God is restoring us to our original purpose. If we step out of Romans and into the opening chapters of Genesis, we are reminded that God created mankind in his image to reflect him and represent him, to be in perfect relationship with him. Adam and Eve were told to multiply and spread the image of God over the earth. But they disobeyed God and fell, 
Sin had entered the world. They were no longer fulfilling their purpose. The relationship with God was shattered. And Genesis through Malachi records the consequences of that shattered relationship. Sin, destruction and death. But that isn't the end of the story. We get to the Gospels. We get to Jesus. We get to the one who was fully man and showed what it meant to image God perfectly. To be in perfect relationship with him. And he could do this because he was fully God himself. And because of Jesus, we have been reconciled to God, given new hearts and now live in relationship with him. And God is continuously working in us, working to make us more and more like Jesus. Jesus, who in his human body perfectly images God. And God is doing this at all times, using all things. If we look up at verse 18, we see what Paul is writing in the context of suffering. Now, the suffering and persecution of the early church is a relatively foreign concept to us in 21st century birth. But I think we can still be confident that God is working in our lives to make us more like Christ. This has been particularly comforting to me as I've contemplated the COVID restrictions. I've found myself asking, God, why are you making it so the church can't meet properly? Why are you making it so hard to, to do the various ministries we love and want to be doing? Now, I don't have the specific answers to those questions. But I can say with confidence that God is working to glorify himself by conforming us to the image of his son, who we will one day gaze upon and praise. The pandemic hasn't put this on hold. Before we close, I just want to look at verse 13 and ponder some truth. And we're going to start at the end of verse 30. Number one, those he justified, he also glorified. This glorification is referring to when we will stand in the presence of God in the new heavens and new earth. The people of God perfectly imaging God because of Christ's work. Past tense is used because the event is so certain it is written as if it has already happened. If you are uncertain about what the trajectory of your life is, here it is. Number two. Those he called, he also justified. We stand clothed in the righteousness of Christ, completely justified before God. Romans 8 opens with that most famous of verses. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. When God looks at us, he does not see our sin. He sees the perfection of Christ. As I've been wrestling with doubts of how can God have any dealings with me, this reassurance that I am justified before him because of Christ has been greatly encouraging. Number three, and those whom he predestined, he also called. This is only a short devotional and not a one hour lecture on the doctrine of predestination. So all I will say is we see here that God has had things planned since eternity. We can trust him. We can be assured that he knows what is happening in our lives. Our lives are secure in his hands. Let me close now with a quick reminder that God is at work in our lives to make us more like Jesus. Jesus, the perfect spotless lamb of God who died on our cross so that we might be reconciled to God. Brothers and sisters, I am praying that this fills our souls with joy. Amen.